HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, September 4th. I'm Donald Ware and um, some big games to open really week one of the HBCU football season. And I think none bigger. I mean, the, the biggest game, uh, the biggest win in all of HBCU football. And there were some pretty big wins, but the biggest win obviously had to be North Carolina A&T's 28-23 victory over East Carolina University, who plays in the FBS. And further, not only do they play in the FBS, they play in the AAC Conference, which, you know, if you, you, we have the Power Five, but if there was a sixth conference, then the AAC would probably be that conference. They are the old Conference USA. A lot of the members are... Uh, quite a few of the member schools are old Conference USA members. And for A&T to go to Greenville and get that win was absolutely big. And this is becoming sort of a recurring theme for the Aggies. You look back to the game last week against Jacksonville State, although an FCS opponent, a perennial power, ranked number six at that time. And A&T goes to Montgomery, Alabama, and gets that when it's a neutral site game, of course. But... It's about a a two-and-a-half-hour drive from Jacksonville State to Montgomery. So, in essence, it was a home game for Jacksonville State. But you look at what A&T has been able to do the last couple of years, three FBS wins in three seasons. ECU this year, last year it was Charlotte, and the year before that it was Kent State. I don't think Kent State um, or and certainly Charlotte are on the level of ECU, and that just shows the significance of the win. Um, you know, I mean, it's been a long time, I think, since there, there's been a, a win like this for a MEAC school. You probably have to go back some years. I mean, you have to probably go back to the latter part of the 70s when Florida A&M defeated Miami. I mean, they, you know, that kind of win. It, it, it's been a while since uh, a, a MEAC school has had a win of this magnitude but you know in the ball game you have ECU they were already up three to nothing they're driving they're driving they're on the two-yard line and then Mac McCain comes away with a pick six intercepts it in the back of the end zone takes it all the way to the house for a touchdown officially 100 yards ran about 110 yards and for this kid he's played in 14 collegiate ball games he was a redshirt freshman last year redshirt sophomore this year has played in 14 collegiate games he has seven interceptions of those seven interceptions four of those interceptions were of the pick six variety uh again it was ant's defense that was stout when it really needed to be the offense did come around as a matter of fact lamar reynard went out he had cramp. He had a cramp or cramps in his throwing hand. So Khalil Carter came in. He came in the middle of a drive with A and T down. He engineered uh, what what was a touchdown. Um, it was actually a one-handed catch by Zachary Leslie, the wide receiver, and then engineered the next drive uh, where A and T scores another touchdown. This time it was Carter to Elijah Bell. Um, and essentially A&T took the lead 28 to 23. They would not relinquish the lead because the defense once again came up and proved to be absolutely huge. And you're talking about a, um, a, 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 a ECU team that had to try to throw a Hail Mary to try to win that ball game and A&T comes away with the interception actually to seal the deal. So it was a big time win 
for A&T. I mean, again, um, you know, if you look at the numbers offensively, I mean, the, I, I don't think the numbers told the story. A&T was sort of, you know, they weren't as aggressive in the first half, I thought. And I thought in the second half they were a lot more aggressive with the play calling and with Carter coming into the game. Um, you know, they, they were able to move the football. So, uh, you know, big win. But, again, the defense was huge. Uh, again, limiting an opponent to under 100 yards rushing. Um, if you look at Reed Herring, it was his first game as the quarterback for ECU. He's been in the program now three years. Uh, he was 36 of 61 for 306 yards. Uh, a couple of touchdowns. Also had a couple of interceptions in the ball game. So that ANT defense is absolutely monster want to look at a couple of other games and uh a couple of other big games prairie view a&m big win over north carolina central 40 to 24 40 to 24 uh before you knew it prairie view a&m was up in that game 20 to nothing and uh listen i like prairie view a&m i think you know they have this is a this is the year in my opinion that they have the a, a real opportunity to win the SWAC's Western Division. Um, I think Grambling's defense is going to be very good, but offensively, where are they? You know, they, they don't, you know, where, where Devontae Kincaid's gone. They're playing two quarterbacks. Where are they? Um, you know, running back, no, you know, there are a lot of question marks on the offensive side of the football. I think I think Grambling's going to be really good defensively. And then for Southern as well, Austin Howard, four years as a starter at quarterback, he's not there. You know, what do you do now? And both of those teams got blown out um, by FBS opponents this past weekend. But in in remember, you have a Prairie View A&M team a week ago that gave Rice all it could handle uh, before falling in that ball game on a field goal with no time on the clock, 31 to 28. Um, what a player Dewanya Tucker is, the running back for Prairie View A&M, and the running back for Prairie View A&M, running back for Prairie View is just a really good, you know, really good, really good player. Uh, you know, 247 yards rushing in the game, had one touchdown, and just a superb uh, performance by Prairie View A&M. I think North Carolina Central has um, some questions that they have to answer um, also as well, uh, particularly offensively, but I think you got to give a lot of credit to Prairie View A&M. Speaking of Tucker, he was our box to row national player of the week, as was Mac McCain of North Carolina A&T. Um, both of those young men had outstanding ball games. Uh, one of the other games I really, you know, you really looked at, and you know, Howard, Howard falling to Ohio, and and it, you know, it was a close ball game, and. You know, you're talking about a Howard team that in the last, uh, really, uh, last season and then now, they've played three FBS opponents. They beat UNLV to open the season last year. They lose to Kent State last year the next week by seven points, and then they lose this game um, to Ohio in a, in a close game as well. Um, you got to be impressed, okay, with the play of Kalen Newton. Uh you know, I, I, you saw the season he had last year, and then you, you look at this year, and you're saying, okay, you know, can he do it again? Will there be a sophomore jinx? Well, certainly not to start the season. This young man had over 500 yards of total offense. Um, he was just simply splendid in the ball game. Completed 26 of, uh, of 52 passes. You'd like the 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 
the completion percentage to be better. He did throw two interceptions, but he also threw three touchdowns. You like the completion percentage to come up. He completed around 50% of his passes last year. Um, but again, you're talking about a different level of talent that he's playing against. And again, I mean, you know, we could not give him the Bachelor National Player of the Week. We just couldn't because, you know, if you – if you lose a ball game, even though it was to an up a, 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 a an FBS opponent, if you lose a ball game, it's harder to give the national player of the week. And with what McCain did, and then what uh, Tucker did, it was hard not to be able to get those guys or give the player of the week to those guys. But his kid, uh, you know, the the, the Ezra wide receiver, uh, phenomenal, two hundred twenty two yards in receiving. I mean, you know, he's got some weapons, man. You know, Howard is going to be a problem in the MEAC this year. And one of the sad things I think this year is that A&T and Howard do not play. They came off of each other's schedules last year. Um, and now you have Savannah State that's leaving the conference. Hampton has already left the conference. So um, you have 10 teams. Uh, MEAC plays an eight-game schedule. So um, still, you know, hopefully they'll – come back I think matter of fact next year I think they come back on each other's schedules I mentioned Southern lost 55 to 7 there were a couple of blowouts um Allen brought football back for the first time um since maybe was it 2002 2003 will they get a victory 47 to 3 over Columbus State shout out to the Yellow Jackets um really good game between Alabama State and Tuskegee where Alabama State pulls that game out uh, 26 to 20 in overtime. So Alabama State, uh, and, and, and remember, I think it's been the last seven times when Alabama State and Tuskegee have played that Tuskegee has won those matchups. So for Alabama State to be able to win that game, even though it's a D2 school, it's a, it's a good win for Alabama State to really start off the season. And again, Donald Hill Ely as the head football coach, this is going to be his first uh, full season to be able to get that win is pretty good. Congratulations to Connell Maynard, the head coach at Alabama A&M, defeating Miles 37 to nothing. That, I mean, you know, that that's a big win, a big win, a good win uh, for Alabama A&M to start the season and to start the Connell Maynard era. Other big game, Tennessee State 34, Bethune-Cookman 3. We talked about this extensively on Box to Row this past weekend and, you know, I thought I, I, I thought Tennessee State was going to win this game. I, I You know, I just didn't know the weapons that um, Bethune-Cookman had. Akevius Williams comes in as the, the quarterback. But when you lose a, you know, when you lose a Jawill Davis and a Frank Brown at wide receiver, you lose an, like a guy like an Anthony Brown, you know, at, at running back. I mean, that's a lot of big losses for Bethune-Cookman. And, you know, they, they've got some questions, I think, to answer as one of the more elite teams in the MEAC this year. So I think they've got some questions to answer as well. Um, Norfolk State got off the snot a little bit, defeated Virginia State 34-13. to They lost this game in that Labor Day Classic last year. So uh, Latrell Scott and his crew start the season off 1-0 on the season. I mean, there were some other games, but those were the, the biggest games. You know, Valdosta State beat Albany State 45-14. to Valdosta State, a perennial power Again, Albany State's going to be a team to be reckoned with in the uh, conference. But again, we step you know, when, especially D two level, you step outside of HBCUs. Uh, you know, you want to see hopefully Albany State be a little bit more competitive. 
than they ultimately were. Um, like a Winston-Salem State, for instance, beating UNC Pembroke 23-20 to to start the season out 1-0. I think Winston-Salem State rebounds a little bit in the CIAA Southern Division. I still think Fayetteville State has to be the team to beat. Um, Thursday night game last week, Wagner defeated Bowie State 40-23. to um, Amir Hall starts the season off another 300-yard passing game. Um, you know, two touchdowns in the ball game. And again, Bowie State is playing up against Wagner. So, you know, I don't read too much into the loss by Bowie State other than to me. Well, what I do read into it is that I think Bowie State is going to be pretty good um, this upcoming season. So those are some of my thoughts with respect to the games this past Wednesday on Takeaway Tuesday here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget about the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row airing on a radio station near you or Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, that's 8 a.m. Central Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Channel 142. Log on to our website at boxyrow.com to find a radio station in your area that carries the program. Talk with you later. Louisiana, murder on the beat, something y'all to cut up to, you know?